building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Welcome back and happy Wednesday. Today's topic is about changing your mind, which I think a lot of us could benefit from learning how to do right now. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how I learned how to change my mind and that I was kind of stuck in my ways and I didn't want to be. So let's see, this was last year, I guess, a few months ago, a woman that used to work on my team asked me a question that I really, I guess, had never been asked before. And I thought it was fascinating that she noticed this and was asking me about it. She wanted to know how I can seemingly so easily change my mind about something. From her perspective, it looked like something that I was against, I would suddenly become for And I was very, very quickly and easily changing my mind. And for her, life is pretty black and white. Like there's a yes and no answer. There's a right and wrong in every situation. And for me, life is really the opposite. I see life in all shades of gray. And even in situations where most people would say something is objectively bad. For example, someone commits a crime, so they're bad. I often think that there is much more nuance to that situation than meets the eye. Like in the situation of the criminal that I just mentioned, yes, crime is bad. I think we can all agree. But that doesn't necessarily make the person bad. And especially here in Milwaukee, when we look at all of the things that contribute to the really high crime rates, like segregation, poverty, incarceration, drugs, you know, there's a lot more than what meets the eye and things that we should consider in every single situation before we form an opinion. I definitely was not always this way. When I was younger, I always, I distinctly remember feeling from a young age that I needed to form a strong opinion to be a strong woman. But then there have been a few personal situations since where people have told me things about myself, often out of anger, you know, like if you're arguing with someone and they say something to you and you're always like, ugh, rude, you know, like that's not even true. But you always have to admit whenever someone says something to you, even if it's not nice, there is a shred of truth in it somewhere in there. And even if the words that are said to you are not true to you in your mind and from your perspective, they are true to that other person. And I think when we learn that our perspective is not the objective truth, it really opens up a whole world of gray. I think it's our responsibility to examine situations and to understand someone else's perspective. There's a saying that says there's always three sides to every story, right? There's your side, there's the other person's side, and then there's the truth. And to me, what that really means is your perspective is never really the truth. Another example that helps reinforce this for me is childhood. The more I exchange stories with my parents, you know, now that I'm 
older and we are friends and we talk about my childhood and all the arguing and stuff as if it's funny because, you know, 20 years ago we didn't think it was funny. But the more I realize that our versions of how events happened are extremely different. And when I was like in my 20s, I was like, okay, my parents are totally gaslighting me and making me try to trying to make me feel like I'm the problem. However, now that I am a parent, I can see how my children remember certain events and my kids are getting older. So they're doing some of this with me. And I see how different their versions of events are from mine. And I'm definitely not trying to gaslight them. I think the more that we experience life, the more things can get twisted in our minds or we might accidentally mix stories together or our stories might blend with things that we read or dreams that we have. And the more that we experience, the less we remember about the details of how something really happened. So the truth in this situation when it comes to your childhood memories is probably somewhere in between your stories and your parents' stories as well. So when it comes to changing your mind, I think the first thing to know is that your opinion and your version of reality is not the truth. Now, how did I get to this situation where I kind of look at everything around me and try to form an opinion based on a lot of different factors and a lot of different people's opinions versus just the way that I see things. There are a number of ways and there are things that I talk about all the time like business coaching. My business coach and I have been together for, God, I feel like I always say a different number. It's seven or eight years somewhere in there. And she likes to tell me the truth of how she sees me and my actions, even when I don't like it. And I really freaking need that, right? We all need our truth tellers. And that's the same thing with going to therapy. Now, a therapist doesn't really like bop you upside the head with truths about yourself. However, my therapist leads me to figuring out the truth about myself by asking me questions, right? And and she asks what I think other people's perspectives might be in certain situations. Like if I'm talking about conflict in a personal relationship or conflict at work, well, what do you think they might be thinking? Why do you think they might be doing that? What do you think their intention is? And learning to incorporate those questions in your daily life really helps you see in those shades of gray. Another thing that really helps is journaling. Now, I'm kind of on and off with journaling. I was using the High Performance Habits Journal for years, like almost two. And it just, it began to feel like a chore. And as you know, with this podcast, when um, when my heart isn't fully into something, then I pause and I take a step back and I decide if I want to continue. And here, of course, I did decide I wanted to continue. With journaling, I think I'm going to find a new format that is a little bit simpler, that doesn't require me to fill out like, you know, so many questions at the beginning of the day. But either way, When you journal at the end of your day and you reflect on things that happen, you can look at situations and with with just a clearer head. You're not looking at them with the head that you had in the situation where you might be pulling in certain other situations, your past experiences, you might be experiencing triggers. There are many things that can make a situation convoluted where you cannot see it clearly. I also think it's our responsibility to change our mind when we find new information. This would solve so many of the world's problems today. Like 
especially in the United States, we are more divided than ever. And it seems like people's opinions and the way that they act and the way that they treat each other are not moving toward the middle like I would love to see. But we are you know, going to opposite sides of the spectrum. And it's very difficult to see eye to eye. And I think all of us have a responsibility to seek out the truth and to change our minds when we see information that contradicts what our version of reality is. I grew up around some people that were semi-closed-minded and they thought that there was one way to do things and seeing that in other people helped me understand that I didn't want to be like that myself and that I wanted to be flexible, accepting of new information, and I wanted to have the ability to change my mind when new information is presented. Now, I think sometimes this might come off as flaky or as overly flexible, but that's definitely not my intention. I just wish that we were all able to see the world in shades of gray, and I think that we could make the world a better place. All right. I hope that I have convinced you to start working on this trait a little bit. I think that this is a skill that we can develop, the ability to change our minds that many people don't even realize they can work on. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with just one person that you think should hear it. And I will talk to you next time. 